0: This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not contain or replace your own financial, tax, legal or financial product advice. Hello Australia, welcome to My Millennial Property. I'm Glenn James and he is John Pigeon, and he is the guy on the front cover of this podcast. It's his podcast everyone. Thanks for listening today. We like answering your property questions so send them in. Via our website, sortyourmoneyout.com. Because it gives us content, doesn't it? It's user generated content. And it's funny, we can't think up these scenarios. No, so it's try really, to. <laughs> we try to. And thank you to Wellman Finance, Sean Wellman at the team at Wellman Finance. They will educate you enough to make your own decision. If you engage Sean to uh, broker a mortgage for you, he'll provide you two or three options mm. to say, hey, these are some lenders that we think will suit. This is the differences. Ask any questions. They'll really hold your hand, walk you through. Sean is a listener to the podcast. Hey, Sean, how are you? Get back to work. holding hands. Yeah, get back to work. You need to be writing mortgages, not listening to podcasts. And if you want to reach out to Sean and the team, you can do so, wellmanfinance.com.au forward slash M3. His mobile number's on there. His email's on there. Get in touch. Get some information. Nathan writes in, this is an interesting question. Is that what he wrote in? Yes. (laughs) Nathan asks, my partner's parents have offered to buy a home for us if we put down a 20 grand deposit. The house will be in their name, but we will live in it and pay the mortgage. They eventually want to sell the house to us for the price remaining on the mortgage. Is it worth it? Hell yeah. (laughs) Well, With with conditions. Not so far as Johnson boy. Carly... Uh, my cousin actually did this strategy. Yes. And look where it's got her. Well, yeah, they did well out of it. Mm. I think the, the planets must align. Yes. So, let's talk about some practicalities. So, yeah. Nathan and his partner put in 20 grand to the deal. The parents buy the house. Mm. They go on the title. Mm. They're on the mortgage. They're on the hook. Yes, they are. Now, Nathan and his partner just pay
1: the mortgage repayment. Correct,
0: and principal it's their house.
1: interest, and it's their house for twenty in. So, why would they do that to start with? You're probably listening, thinking, "Hell yeah, I'd do that too if I had twenty grand." That's I'm in. Mm. No associated costs, no stamp duty. So, I think they would do that because it gets them into the market, or, or or gets them into property sooner rather than later.
0: If they've only got twenty grand, and they might have otherwise needed fifty or sixty grand.
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm just hypothetically guessing here. Mm. They may have seen them trying to save for a deposit, and and mum and dad are maybe thinking, well, this could be five or ten years away for Nathan. Let's just get him into the market sooner rather than later. Mm. So Nathan would forego any. Oh, it's
0: actually Nathan's partner's parents.
1: Okay, so they've gone. The
0: yep. we, we like our son-in-law. son-in-law. We want so, him to yeah. Prosper. So
1: they they would forego any. First homeowner incentives, which big deal? Maybe, yeah. Who cares? Well, it's there if it's available. But I'm in for twenty grand. I'd like to think that they would have some say in where they're buying. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't want. I don't like a situation where mum and dad, or mum and dad in law, have got us over a barrel because they're making all the decisions and just suck it up. You put your twenty grand in. You're lucky we're doing this for you. Type scenario. Mm -hmm. You, You want that engagement where yeah we get a bit of a say we we respect the fact that mum and dad are doing that but we'd like to have a bit of a say as to where we're buying and and what's ultimately going to be ours going forward so i'd just like to understand the situation there and and not a iou type scenario even though it is um, it's a long-term outcome that needs to be looked at
0: yeah so i'm probably more risk averse than the average bear I think there are a couple of risks. And again, risks, conflicts and all that, they're always going to exist, but it's how do we manage them? Correct. And a lot of the time it is having the discussion and putting plans in place. So, that's easy. So, it might be – so, the first thing that comes to mind for me, John, is possible estate planning consequences if Nathan's parents-in-law were to both die unexpected and there were other siblings. So, their house
1: automatically gets – Sucked up into the estate. But if it, in your plan you could have s- s- speci- uh, specifically <laughs> specific <laughs> specifically, I, yeah. you could have carve outs. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, and this so is that's why what
0: that's what I'm saying. The conversation needs to happen so the other siblings are aware. Mm. And in the will and the estate of the parents, yeah. it says this property n- is our intent that it gets passed over yes. to our child and their partner, Nathan. Yes. Now, the problem is all estates can be challenged. Yes. So, it also means squat as well.
1: That's To right. a point. And, and if Nathan and his partner decide to part ways, other implications there, but there's going to be those implications anyway. Yes.
0: So, it is.
1: it can get murky
0: and we've got to have the discussions. I'd probably say for Nathan and his partner – they both need life insurance and disability insurance. Yeah. So if an event happened where one of the partner died or couldn't work ever again, yeah. there would be a lump sum to pay out the parents. Yeah,
1: okay. Mortgage.
0: Yeah. Just clean it up.
1: Yeah. So. And and could you have it in the agreement that it's for their daughter, not the daughter and Nathan, to protect themselves from that point of view? Yeah, I mean, assuming Nathan
0: is with a chick, sure. Yeah. Um if it's a guy, also, sure, you could do it, but I—I I mean, just generally speaking, if we go back to estate planning, you wouldn't mention in-laws or son-in-law or daughter-in-law in your will, no, or estate plan, even yeah. if they're married or shacked up. You just yeah. don't do it,
1: no. So to be for the daughter or the son only, not any,
0: yeah, yeah, add-ons, yeah. So, yeah. and again, it's just you just got to have these conversations, like. Yeah. Question: What do we do if the parents' situation changes? Yeah, and they get sued and go bankrupt or whatever. I don't. Yeah. I'm being dramatic. Yeah, just to say it's just got to have the discussion.
1: Yeah, and I th- I think it's a good point. Like some people also like to see their name on the title. Mm. Essentially, their name's not going to be on the title for maybe another ten years. Yeah. Right. So, the the other thought of well. Okay, we're in for 20 grand. We would have taken we just to
0: f- a parental guarantee.
1: Yeah, well that that's the other option, isn't it? it? But if we if we go along this one for the moment, yeah. we're in for 20 grand. Um we would have taken another 5 years to save the same same deposit or equivalent. Um, however, we may not be able to go and invest using the equity from those funds uh, from that property because mm-hmm. mum and dad have to do that and they might want to retire and those sort of things.
0: And, and it is, it I believe from the parents' point of view, it is coming from a, a place that we want to help. And I'm, I know Uncle John and Aunt Kay, you know, they were helping Carly and Matt um, yeah. to do it. And I think the upshot was Carly and Matt basically made 150 grand or more. Yeah. I don't even know, yeah. to be honest. Uh, but I know it was favourable over yeah. those maybe 10 years that um, they own the property. But then it got to the point, I'm not talking about my cousin or family situation, it might come to the point that the parents um, need to factor in, it's like, hey, we need to do this but in 10 years, we need to move and if there is a mortgage on their other house, just have to have the considerations.
1: Yeah, that's right. and and, um, To offload that. It could be an advantage for mum and dad because they they may treat it as an investment property as well, Mm. rent it to the... There
0: there could be other ramifications as well down the track if they're at age, pension age, that there could be um, ramifications there as well. Yeah. So they
1: may have thought about that and said, well, we're going to retire in 10 years. Maybe we'll transition out of this property in 10 years' time and hopefully they can lend. But yeah, they've got to think about that as well, don't they?
0: Yeah. And that's what like the financial planner in me just goes, oh, hang on one sec. (laughs) Like, that's cute. You want to help, but… If you want to retire in 10 years and get the age pension, is that going to be deemed as an asset? Which it would be because you own it. And then it might be, well, we we are foregoing $400 a fortnight in age pension. Yeah. So, you guys have got to pay that for us as well. So... Yeah. Because it's really, in a, in a way,
1: it is a parental
0: guarantee, isn't it? And that's what I was just saying before. Couldn't we just carve off a parental guarantee and just do it in their own name? It's uh, cleaner for yeah. estate planning.
1: Yeah. Mum and dad just might want to have that name on the title, I don't know.
0: Or they're just not aware of how the parental guarantee world works. Maybe. And we don't know these situations, we're just making stuff up right yeah, now. Yeah, But interesting, all the same, I'm going to take off, John. Thanks for the same. chat. That's but that. How juicy is that, just to chat and workshop? Juice. And we just like to say, have the discussion with all parties, if needed, what if everyone sat down and had a solicitor draw up an agreement that we all sign? Yeah. Throw it in the drawer. That's right. If it only comes out of the drawer if we need it. Yep. Um, That's the guy. And then maybe we have flags checkpoints every two years, every one year, every eighteen months, whatever it is. The property gets valued.
1: Yeah. I, I just I go back to that first point of I we don't want them to be held over to uh, over a barrel to the point where it's actually a bad outcome.
0: For either. Yeah. And and that's what I would say. It's like, okay, for Jonathan and his partner, you guys still need to save up money and try and buy this property off them to get them off the mortgage.
1: Yeah. Who's Jonathan?
0: Oh, Nathan, Nathan. <laughs> oh, All right, I'm It l- is losing. time to go. It is time to go. All Thanks right. for listening. That was a fun little one today, guys. And we'll see you soon. Thanks to au forward slash M3. Bye. special thanks to Wellman Finance, our podcast partner. Sean Wellman and his team are available to coach you through your property journey, even if it's your first time. With expertise in investment and home loans, they're in your corner providing education and support as you take each step. For more info, check out wellmanfinance.com.au forward slash m3. If you want to really turn up your property, education, and information journey, make sure you check out the Solvair Property and Finance Academy. This is an amazing online resource that John has put together. It's to empower and to give results to people who are either first-time buyers, whether for their home to live in or an investment property, or if you're a seasoned property investor, this online academy is for you. Check out the link in the show notes. It will change your life if you let it. If you're after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. But if you do want a financial advisor or mortgage broker to talk with about your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, and we'll put you in touch with one of our trusted professionals.